say I'm in kind of a dog mood. <coughs> oh, sorry. Oh. Mm. Happy mm. 710. You're you're jeweling over there, are you? We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. You know me. You know me. I'm ABJ. Big, big jewel guy. <laughs> big, big jewelman. A big, oh, jewelman sounds too close. Jewel. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Oh, dear. Reverse. Reverse. Where, well, where's the well, thing? Where's the you reverse just, thing? You just have a stack of, you know, you have a. <laughs> Go back. Go back. You you have a stockpile of the mango pods from when they were allowed to make those. So you know. right, yeah. mango pods and like the old light bulbs that kill the planet. Right, yeah. <laughs> Just have a basement filled with this giant Costco multi packs of sixty watt incandescent. <laughs> yeah, these are just the things that I've been stockpiling. The, the government will not take my incandescent light. The the fluorescent light, the blue light, it it, you it programs you. You joke, but I literally lived with people who did that. <laughs> they literally stockpiled. Oh dear! And, and and I like bought new, nice new LED light bulbs, and they were like, "What are these? Yeah, are you trying? Are you like, trying to kill me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know they don't burn whale blubber yeah, like these, is your preferred method. These LED but... bulbs are going to sap my precious bodily fluids. <laughs> Speaking about anyway. sapping your fluids, uh, you've got some couch follow up. Do you ever, do you ever uh, think about how many, how much like body juices end up in a couch over its lifetime? Oh, do you ever think I, about that? I now try you do. not to. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that sometimes. I think about cushions, seats, uh, what have uh -huh. you. I would prefer they, not to. What they could have absorbed over time. Mm -hmm. You think about it, the potential is it's like, Huge. it's a lot. There could be a lot in there that you don't even know about. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just... It must have been a torrent of water. Right. <laughs> so you, uh, you're trying to sell your couch on the I'm trying Webernet. to sell my couch, because I have to move relatively soon. I'm moving across country, by which I mean... You wouldn't download a couch. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving one state over, but I don't want to take the couch. The couch, I have determined, is simply too narrow, which is to say that, like, the seat isn't very deep. Like... That's it's basically really wide enough for me to lay down on just, you know, it's, and it's, it's, I don't know. I need a wider a, couch. I need a deeper couch. It's such couch. a balance you got to strike on that. Like, yeah. I, I, I find often the couch is too deep, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. but then if they're too shallow, that's also a problem. There's, well, there's what I, this optimal range. What I think I may do opt for at the new place is to just get a sectional because I'd like to put my feet up as well and i've never really figured out an optimal ottoman solution for this couch so <laughs> optimal ottoman solution well because the ottoman for this couch, <laughs> right the ottoman for this couch costs like nearly as much as the couch does which is preposterous to me it's literally a box of with fabric literally? on it so yeah that's you, know, you you should you should look it's into not this. even like a storage ottoman you know like come on you, you should look into the sectionals are you gonna be a sectional guy Oh, uh, almost certainly not. <laughs> the, the 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 love you ever heard about that? Have we the talked love about sack? that? Oh, the yeah. love sack okay. sectional. Uh huh. Yeah, love sack, baby sectional. love sack. The okay. love sack is a little old place where the world's most adaptable couch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, it's the most love adaptable sack, couch, baby. It's really what you're looking sack. for. Oh my god, this is so expensive. <laughs> To get like a normal looking sofa type thing is like thirty six hundred dollars. 
but you wow. get three hundred dollars off. So <clears throat> you can get twelve months promotional financing. Mm-hmm. Love to you lease can just my get a couch. ton of these and turn like your literally your entire family room <laughs> into just like a giant like pit. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a conversation pit, a, a conversation sack, a, a sack pit. <clears throat> designed uh, for life furniture company. I don't know whose life. So you will not, be not couch mine. shopping, but you you were other people were shopping for your couch. They were certainly attempting to, yeah. Um someone contacted me and said, "Hey, um the couch that you have is on sale new. Um so can I get it for 150 less than what you're asking for?" And I'm like, "The price that I'm asking for is like less than it is new." So I didn't follow the law. Lo- I was like, go buy it new then? I don't understand what your <laughs> logic is. <laughs> you can't blame a guy for trying, you know? Yeah, I know. It's it's like, I mean, I get what you're doing. You're like trying to negotiate, but you've gone about this in like the most ridiculous way possible that has just confused me. So I told them, I was like, I mean, if you want to go pay full price, like be my guest. And then they were like, wow, you should uh, consider being more polite in your messages. And I was like, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> I don't I'm not sure I owe a you. random person on Facebook anything. <laughs> oh no, this is how this is how it starts. This is how you get shadow banned. Oh, you know, yeah, you're probably right. That's yeah. True. Well, we'll this get is to how, that. They're gonna dig up everything. Mm-hmm, you're in mm-hmm. trouble now. I've been shopping, Andrew. <clears throat> yeah, I've been shopping. I've been shopping yeah. for Hawaiian shirts. I I I realized lately, like I used to be Hawaiian shirt guy mm-hmm. from like. I don't know, like the ages of like 14 to 16. Right. And I think I want to get back to being Hawaiian shirt guy. I want to be the guy who wears a Hawaiian shirt. My biggest inspiration came from Crazy Taxi, the Dreamcast game. Um, yeah, sure. Of course. One of the, or one in of my the, case, you know, just the arcade game because I didn't have a Dreamcast, right. but whatever. One of the That's characters is a, is, is a fellow with green hair. And uh, this is the vibe I'm going for right here. And you think uh, he's like, got like oh, an like pack. a yeah. You think green hair? You think like, oh, it's like a sort of dark green. No, this is like extremely green. Yeah, like lime green hair, and he's wearing yeah. a Hawaiian shirt, and a, he's got a a gold shark tooth necklace. Mm-hmm. And he's and he got has, like, it almost looks like he has an eight pack rather than merely a six pack. I'm not yeah. entirely sure what's going on there, but he's got one more pack. He's also um, got, you know, back in the day, this was when your shorts had to, like, well exceed the length of your knee, so he's got that kind of thing going on, which, which is looks the ridiculous short, now. Short but. length. No, I think this is actually the, <laughs> we're all going to go back and we're going to be like, man, that was the optimal just short length. Massively baggy shorts that are so yeah. long. <laughs> just, like, giant strips of fabric hanging and from his your- belt is actually too long and it's looped around and hanging down. Uh, yeah. That was also a look. And what is this? A like shark, yeah, shark tooth necklace. He's wearing he's gloves some, for some reason. I'm not entirely sure. Well, what that's well about, because but. he's driving. There's driving gloves. Oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they, he's just got sneakers. Uh, right. They just look like Jordans or something. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, this is this is what I'm gonna. That's this your. Is what I'm gonna that's become. your blueprint that you're going for. Yeah, this yeah. is what I'm gonna become. Everybody, keep your eyes on. No, I don't know why I wanted to say that, but. I've I I bought like like six Hawaiian shirts and one of them has fit so that's fun. Mm. Um, the other I Close would have shopping to wear is truly a land of contrasts. The others I would have to wear like this gentleman with mm-hmm. the, just them mm-hmm. open like I couldn't but button them. 
But I don't really have an eight pack. I have like a keg. <laughs> right. And... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure. Yeah. If that's a look I'm comfortable with. But mm-hmm. yeah, just keep an eye, keep an eye on this space because I want to become the Hawaiian shirt guy again. I guess that's all, all I wanted. Well, to and say also here. if you know if you know vendors for good, uh, you know Hawaiian shirts for large gentlemen. Um, oh yeah, that's so, you know true. send them send them Aaron's way. Yeah, hook me up. I don't as know long if as they're not like a hundred and fifty bucks a shirt. You know, like come on, Ugh, we're trying to keep yeah. it real. A Hawaiian shirt should not cost more than I feel like thirty bucks. That kind of goes against the Hawaiian shirt ethos. It's I kind feel. of it's. I feel like it's not aloha, right? To charge more for a shirt, but maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're violating the cultural traditions of the Hawaiian people <laughs> if you sell a Hawaiian shirt for forty dollars. <laughs> oh I will gosh. be reporting we're getting, this. We're getting into trouble. We've already gotten. Oh no, we've opened That's, the show. We've well, already said. Speaking so of many getting things. into trouble, uh, Jewel, uh, the the um, concentrated nicotine company. Um, they, it turns out they did a thing recently, which was they, uh, basically bought out an entire issue of a scientific journal to publish research that they funded. That was basically like, you know, like jeweling is good actually. Cause it's, uh, an effective smoking cessation tool. Um, and it's all cool. studies that they, cool, cool, cool. all studies that they paid for. And then they paid to have basically every article in the journal for like that month or whatever be papers that they had paid for and then also this journal is not a free journal to access so then they paid extra money to make it free that particular issue so they paid they paid fifty one thousand dollars for the journal which <clears throat> seems like an astonishingly small amount i would think it's uh also it sounds like one of these journals that isn't actually like a journal that matters it's the american journal of health behavior which sounds I like mean... one of the you know, there's a lot of journals that are just sort of like y- you pay to publish your article and there's not really any scientific rigor and also nobody reads them, but you can, then you can put them on your CV, you know, and be like, I published kind of thing. And And that's how they, they can worm their way into the newspapers because then reporters can say, Oh, this new study published in the journal. Right. Cause yeah. Cause you know, newspaper writers don't have time to investigate whether a journal is like good or not, you know? So yeah. So they paid $51,000 to devote the entire May, June issue of the American journal of health behavior to the research on effects of jewels and other electronic nicotine delivery devices on smokers and non-smokers. Then they paid $6,500 to make the entire issue publicly accessible so um i don't know it's just it's nice because this is like this typical astroturfing that we're used to except that they didn't even try to like you know run it through (laughs) an intermediary right yeah it's Um, just funny how how the more the more stuff like this the more corrupt the world seems to become you know mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. the more you hear back from from the the bright minds that are our thought leaders that like oh you know you're being ridiculous when you say things like this sounds like an op this seems this seems suspicious something weird's going on oh you know you're just you're just a sensationalist crazy wacko conspiracy believer but it's like but like look this is happening like (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. just proof like Every all of this stuff will eventually get reported on, and it turns out like, oh yeah, we were right to think something was off there, you know? Right. And I don't know; they just can't keep getting away with this. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> somebody, somebody has yeah. to stop them. They got to make this. This has to be made illegal. 
Stop mm-hmm. this. Well, and just a sample of some of the articles in this 219-page uh, journal Jeez. issue. Uh, <clears throat> smoking trajectories of adult never-smokers 12 months after first purchase of a Juul starter kit. I'm surprised that it's not like, you know, a, a Juul starter kit, which is now available on sale for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's a We've linked an article from Vice <clears throat> that goes over the studies and uh, key quotes and also the conflicts of interest inherent in them. Uh, one is, this study was co-offered by two full-time employees of Juul Labs and a consultant who works exclusively with Juul Labs. Uh, <laughs> Juul contracted the Center for Substance Use Research to design and conduct this study. It was also co-authored by a Juul consultant. Uh, blah, 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 Juul, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, it's all the stuff you expect, really. So um, that's fun. It's incredible. I Incredible. guess basically hey. Juul is sort of in a fight for their life right now because the FDA might just ban them entirely in September. So they're trying to like get out ahead of that and be like, no, actually, we're, it, we're good, actually. Large amounts of nicotine are good, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, pump, so. pump that stuff straight into your veins. What could go yeah. wrong? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, speaking of things that I, are good. Speaking of uh, publications being bought off, the New York hmm. Times uh, <laughs> published a... Uh, Interesting piece from the perspective of landlords. Mm-hmm. Uh, Says here, this is the tweet from the from the, the author. The tweet says, is just incredible. Well, from the <laughs> author, it says she's a physician assistant who rents out a unit in her queen's home. The tenants haven't paid in fifteen months and yell, spit, and curse at her. She now has a second job just to cover their unpaid rent. Her hellish story, being unable to evict them. And then that was retweeted by this guy named uh, Jeff Jacoby, who's an op-ed columnist at the Boston Globe, a purveyor of refreshing conservative cheer in the midst of a dusty liberal what? wilderness. <laughs> Sounds like a, a great guy, a really, really fun guy at parties. <laughs> Jeff um, Jacoby, it's Jeff, on site, okay? <laughs> Jake, Jacob Jeffaby, yeah. Um, Jacob Jeffaby. Jake, Jake Jeffaby. <laughs> He, he has Jeff, retweeted Jeff, this tweet Jake, and Jake, says, Jake. eviction moratoriums are victimizing tens of thousands of small landlords who depend on their rental income to survive. This is a must read. <laughs> but um, Please, landlords only do this when they're very sick. <laughs> yeah, this article is basically like, oh, there's this uh, woman in Queens and she leases out. She has owns like a three bedroom home. She leases out the two bedrooms on the first floor. And the tenants haven't paid rent because there's like the eviction and moratorium and all that. And also they yell at her and all that stuff. Um, And because of the eviction moratorium, she can't evict them. Um, Also, you know, there was federal assistance available for, um, you know, landlords that she could have applied for, but didn't want to because it would have obligated her to like not increase rent. And she didn't want to do that. Um and then also, um, you know, it turns out... A landlord out, trying to have it both ways? No. Yeah. Um, then it turned out that, like, the reason that her eviction proceeding that she had filed hasn't been acted on... Like, there's a carve-out in the eviction moratorium for when, like, your, you know, tenants are, like, physically or, you know, verbally abusing you, right? That's supposed to right. go through. Um, and her thing is like, oh, but even that isn't going through. It turns out that they didn't file for that at all they filed for just a normal eviction which there's a moratorium on right now so you know that that's why um and then it yeah, turned this out all proves that, um, that the people who have all the stuff are smarter than us you know what i mean yeah that, absolutely that, that's why they had they that's why she has those extra bedrooms mm-hmm. obviously 
And then, of course, uh, you know, folks on Twitter did a little bit of open source intelligence. Here's the kicker on the New York Times pro slumlord puff piece. The apartments for which the landlord has allegedly not received rent do not appear to be legal nor registered with HPD as a de facto multiple dwelling. She cannot legally collect rent. (laughs) So, yeah, she's not even, you know, (laughs) it's not even, you know, a legal uh, thing. So good luck collecting that, I guess. She's just not going to be able to at all. Says it's not clear which of the houses the owner purports to live in herself, but this is irrelevant since converting a building to three units requires registration with HPD, and there are complaints that each house she owns has unlawful units. Um, This person's inherited wealth is based entirely upon extracting rents from low-income people in difficult situations. She could not legally maintain a non-payment proceeding even if COVID never happened, and she is not reporting required and or accurate information to the city. Landlords went to break the law and make risky investments, and then the minute those risks don't work out to unending profit, they come crying to the rest of society to socialize their losses and blame the people they exploited who are in a weaker socioeconomic position. Basically, what I am saying is show me an honest landlord. (laughs) <laughs> so well yeah, i don't know it's it's disappointing that like the new york times reporter was i guess taken by this and then they even felt that this was a story that they should run i did see i think it was natalie shore who was like i see the you know manufactured consent machine is spinning up to oh, you know because yeah. there's going to be a lot of evictions once this moratorium is lifted and we're going to hear oh, about yeah. like oh it's necessary you know because the poor they're doing landlords. the same thing <clears throat> they're spinning up they're spinning up the stuff about evictions they're spinning up about their wheels about uh crime you know all of a sudden mm-hmm. crime is a huge thing i don't know if crime you is notice a, all crime is a crime huge deal everywhere. crime is a huge deal Listen, if you look at these two data points but if you look uh, at more the, than that <laughs> ju- this week every day on the way to and from work i got crimed on twice really so yeah, someone just crimed all over me. Oh, that's terrible. I yeah, mean, did you, it's got to stop. I guess you had to clean it up or something. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, because they defunded the police so much that they were they could they didn't. That's help. true. They did definitely. That definitely yeah. did abs- absolutely <laughs> yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's a big thing that they're doing in San Francisco because I think San Francisco is trying to reform the police a little bit. So like Walgreens and so on are like closing their stores and being like, "There's too much crime." there's too much crime and then everyone's running with the like oh crime is increasing which like yeah it may be but that's like (laughs) that's like in comparison to what (laughs) yeah if if you look at like the range from 2017 to 2021 crime has gone up a little bit but if you look at from like the 70s to now crime is still at all-time lows like basically we reached a minimum and now we're like bouncing around that but everyone's freaking out you know yeah yeah give me a break but it is, it is, when you see this manufacturing of consent happening like real time, and then you say, you call it what it is, and then, you know, uh, oh, you know, you're just wacky, you're, you're off the handle, and it's just like, I don't know how long, long I, I can stand this, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, I, I really do feel like media is losing its credibility with people, and it should. It's, well, it's it, especially, I mean, the, the, the New York Times landlord piece was, this, it was like, oh my God, who's th- like, ah, cause you can just, you know, it's At like, every this point. is such a stupid article and it's like, I, I see exactly what they're doing here, you know? Oh it's yeah. Like, oh, the hair, what was it? The harrowing tale or whatever, the hellish story of being unable to evict someone. It's like, yeah, it's oh, really hellish to not put someone out on the street. Am I right? Folks? Yeah. It is really harrowing to not let people die. Yeah, uh, yeah, that 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 is very hard. You, you hate to hard. have to provide housing to people. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so this is this is speaking um, of America. Yeah, Americans track is in the news. Uh, this is a news that came in just yesterday about Amtrak. Um, they've they've announced a modernization plan, um, and um, in keeping with Amtrak's history of good decisions, uh, which has scare quotes around it, this is a plan <laughs> that is utterly ridiculous, basically. So first thing is they're going to spend $7.3 billion to replace all of the 1970s era Amfleet 1 passenger coaches. Sure, fine. They're okay. old. Um, yeah. But then uh, then they have the second phase of their transformation plan, which is um, what if we replaced our electric locomotives with hybrid battery-powered locomotives? <laughs> yeah, we love that. We're gonna. So they're going to replace these. So they have these. these um, Everyone's talking about they want to go wireless, right? I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they, they have these locomotives now. They're called uh, Siemens uh, ACS64 City Sprinters. They're electric locomotives. They only got them in like 2016. They're practically brand new. And so they're saying that starting in 2025, rather than like overhauling them, they're just going to get rid of them. They're going to sell or lease them out, and we'll come back to that in a moment. And instead, they're going to replace them with dual-powered diesel-electric engines based on the uh, Siemens chargers. Um, oh, my gosh. And, and the way that they're going to do this is they're going to have a battery trailer behind the locomotive. So For every locomotive? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. That's what it sounds like. So. Jeez. Um, yeah, so for the uh, for the Empire Corridor, which is in New York, um, they're gonna, yeah, instead of having instead of having so the Empire Corridor is like partially on electrified rail and also not, um, yeah. and so it operates. They have these locomotives that have third rail pickups so they can go into Penn Station on electric power. Instead, they're going to use hybrid battery units that will be the diesel electrics, and then yeah, they have a a battery auxiliary trailer which will literally only be used. Uh, for taking them into Penn Station. So for the rest of the time, you're just going to be hauling a giant heavy trailer a, batteries that you're not using. Bunch of so. extra weight, but the cargo is corrosive, alkaline and yeah, materials. And, and flammable and volatile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> says here, when pressed as to why such a complex and technically challenging option was selected over the tried and tested third rail, Amtrak noted that the battery car will provide operational and performance improvements during typical operations, along with increased fuel efficiency and reduced emissions. And this is again where I point out that I have some other ideas about how to increase fuel efficiency and reduce emissions. You could just um, rule out fuel, period. Entirely, yeah. <laughs> Um, like, it's 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 funny because it's like giving away the game. They're like, but look at this cool battery car. Don't don't pay attention to the fact that we're going to make these hybrid yeah. diesel engines. Like, don't worry about that. Right. <laughs> so, like, I see what this is really about. So the thing is, yeah. So they're like, oh well, we have all these electric locomotives that we want to get rid of. We're gonna sell them or lease them out. And the question is, to who? Because like. <laughs> all the other all the other regional rail, you know, operations like SEPTA in Philadelphia or whatever that have like electrified track already have some of these and like don't yeah. need them. <laughs> and like where else is there electric electrified, you know, rail in the country? Like who are you going to they lease act like them there's to? a lot of these like there's just all these extra rails. Oh, that... we've got so much demand for these locomotives. <laughs> That, by the way, we just bought and we're going to, you know, retire after like literally like 10, 15 years of service. It's ridiculous. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going on. The, the thing is that it, I don't know. Basically, it seems like um, they want to be like they're trying to do like American exceptionalism and be like, oh, uh, we're going to innovate rather than just like I- imitating, you know? And it's like, no, just this is just to be clear. This is not what we meant when we asked Joe Biden to be the train president. That's this correct. This is not yeah. what we meant. L- literally what I want. We didn't I, mean I become not, the train, the president of screwing with trains. We don't need to try and do something <laughs> new here. We can just use tried and true, you know, things. Just and, build and, and, trade. Yeah, and special correspondent Liz did a big Twitter thread about all this, uh, which I have linked for you to read at your pleasure. Um, you know, she says the only way to fix Amtrak at this point is to fire everyone from management up and bring in an entire team of people who know what they're doing. They'll have to be from overseas, and that's okay. We did it for the space program, and we can do it for trains. So, um, and then, you know, she <laughs> says various things to do nationalize the railroads. It has to be done because current freight railroads are not interested in meaningful improvements. Electrify them. Don't haul batteries full of rare earth metals. Feed electricity di- directly to the trains. Um, don't charge ridiculous fees to regional rail operators to use the electricity. Um, this is a problem, especially around Baltimore, because basically the um, Baltimore regional rail operator, Mark, has to pay uh, Amtrak to use its trackage, and Amtrak charges them a lot of money for that. Um, buying multiple units instead of locomotives and coaches. Um, you know, with one entity owning, operating, granting access to track becomes far easier to prioritize passenger trains. Kill the Buy America requirements, which is another thing that causes issues, which is like, <laughs> we're not permitted to like buy trains from other countries. They have to be built here, usually by the terms of funding that Amtrak gets, which is dumb because we don't really build passenger stuff in this country anymore. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's all very dumb. Uh, it, it's sort of. It was sort of amazing that Train Twitter came together when this came out and was like, "Oh my God, Amtrak, what are you doing? Like, what are you? What are you all on over there?" I don't. Know. I don't know. Like, like the, why the battery train thing is is becoming a fad. I fear, and I'm very concerned about it. I do not is it, like. It. Is it batteries? Is it like too many people who are in the the Elon sphere? Like have been indoctrinated with the know. idea that the future is batteries. I think it's just people are like, oh, this is going to be like the next great thing. It's like a technical innovation or whatever. It's like, no, batteries don't make sense for railroads because they go very long distances and they haul very heavy weights. And, like, and it's railroads just not... stay in the same place. Yeah, they also go, they literally know where they're going to be at all yeah. times. Their, their right of way is, you know, <laughs> there's only one place they can go. Like, it's literally so easy to just put up some wires. It's really not that difficult, but I, no one seems interested in that. Like we've just decided that that's like, we just can't even consider that. It's just like, oh, probably has no nothing to do with the influence of the oil lobby or anything. That probably is. Pro- yeah. I, do with it. I, I don't see how that would affect anything. Certainly. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, just people just coming to this conclusion all of their own. Mm. Meanwhile, like in Iceland, they're doing something cool. Yeah. Uh, Other countries continue to actually innovate in interesting and good ways. Yeah. Um, why can't we do cool stuff? Remember, we could do. Yeah. There was times we've done cool stuff and in, like the, those those were good. Let's do that again. Trials of a four day week in Iceland were an overwhelming success and led to many <laughs> workers moving to shorter hours, researchers have said. Da-doy. The trials 
in which workers were paid the same amount for shorter hours took place between 2015 and 2019. Productivity remained the same or improved <laughs> in the majority of workplaces. Um, but of course, we hmm. can't have this because, like, I mean, well, firstly, they'd be paying you to work less, and that just breaks the brains of most capitalists in this country. So... Even yeah. even if the 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 pres- precious productivity goes up, which is like, you know, capital has completely had to, it becomes subsumed in finding profit outside of productivity, right? Because productiv- mm-hmm. productivity mm-hmm. has slowed. Um, well, it's like, here's something we can show you that will increase your productivity. Mm-hmm. And no, they're like, no, no. <laughs> we can't have that because we have to less dominate stressed. and control everybody. Mm-hmm. It says workers reported feeling less stressed and at risk of burnout and said their health and work-life balance had improved. They also reported having more time to spend with their families, do hobbies, and complete household chores. So, um, you know, this was the world's largest ever trial of a shorter working week, and it was, yeah. uh, quote, by all measures, an overwhelming success. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I imagine we, we might get to the four-day work week in, like, 50 years maybe jeez if we're still around right exactly i mean we got like seven more years so uh well that that's the thing we'll get a four-day work week because it'll be like well you need an extra day in the weekend to like you know bail water out of your flooding basement or whatever right (laughs) yeah i uh, (laughs) Uh, anyway the I don't know. I've been noticing this is this is goes into something I've had sitting in the show notes for a couple of weeks. It's a thought I've been ruminating on. And it's like a prediction about the future of work because I've noticed with all of these bosses and managers calling for, okay, it's time for all of you who've been working from home to come back to the office. It's become very apparent that there's just this major cultural divide between the workers and the bosses. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> When it comes to like how they feel about the office and it's interesting how both sides feel differently, mostly. Um, And I've just been thinking about like what accounts for that, you know? Um, And, and I, I think it's like, they realize that they're a lot of their work. Like if, if no one sees them doing it, if it's not like in a physical space, then everyone knows that like they're not really working you know what i mean right mm-hmm. like you there's there's less performance you can do you, so if your yeah. job is all performative if you remove the performance venue then that's a problem <laughs> well i think there's also the thing with like a lot of middle management doesn't really do anything <laughs> and that was put on display with working from home is that we've sort of proven that like you don't need such a like tall management structure anymore, you know, like pe- a, your boss's boss's boss. It's like, what do they do exactly? I don't know. So, and, and you know. I mean, obviously this is only for a certain sector of the, the workforce, right? I mean, there's plenty of people who didn't get to work from home or that's not really an option. If you're like a uh, stocking grocery shelves or mm-hmm. you're a nurse mm-hmm. or something, you know what I mean? But it right. it is very, very interesting. And like, it really does make me think that like most managers and bosses, like they love the office cause like there's, that's their identity. Like, and right, I think yeah, that's their, why their they goal can, in life was to like become a manager, you know? And I think that's why they can eat all of the like 
shame Aspi- aspiring to be the michael scott character <laughs> from the office yeah they just want like they want to be the daddy of an office Mm-hmm. Uh, I or mommy of the office, but like all the trappings of it, you know, like oh, huh, we're gonna, uh, you know, uh, do eighteen holes on Friday after lunch. Am I right, folks? <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> putting putting my set of clubs into the back of my Chrysler, you know, uh, convertible and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think I just like think it's a it's partially to do with the fact that they know that their jobs are are all make believe, like. People in this class only have jobs really to justify their lifestyle, their their inherited wealth and position, right? It, it's mm-hmm. these jobs have been created for the the fail children and the fail nephews and the fail you know like of a certain class of people. And like deep down they all kind of know it and they all kind of have an imposter syndrome and so they like overcompensate for it by being so go hung a uh, 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 gung ho gung ho gung what mm-hmm. <laughs> uh <laughs> and i i do i do want to say that like there are new articles every week about how you know people are quitting cuz they don't want to go back to work and whatever and yeah. like those have become so numerous now that i've quit putting them in the show notes but i'm yeah. i'm curious to see sort of you know what's the ultimate fallout from that and do things actually start to shift but i imagine we won't see that for a few more months we won't get a clear picture on that so it'll be interesting i don't have a whole lot of faith it'll work out in the positive but you know you hope yeah i don't know you know sometimes i mean sometimes good things happen it could be years and years from now um, I mean, it, do, it does sound like quite a lot of people are quitting their jobs just because there are so many articles about it that like, I, I, there must be something there, you know? I mean, I, I know. just know anecdotally a lot of people are quitting or right. they're, yeah. they're not just I, quitting, they're moving to a job to an employer who will offer the benefit that they wanted that the, yeah. you know, whether that's a, whether that's a bigger salary or bigger benefits or different work schedule or, you know, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I don't even have to like say that I know someone cause I, li- I literally didn't. didn't. So yeah, <laughs> there's N, N equals one on that. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it changes. I don't know. It, yeah. I, I just hope that those changes don't regla- redound only to the like the professional think... managerial class. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Well, I also think it's interesting, too, with the we increased prevalence of this Delta variant and, you know, COVID case numbers ticking up again. I wonder yeah. if it's going to be all the, all the companies are going to be like, OK, time to go back to work. And then and then it's going to be like, actually, just kidding. <laughs> I, you don't have I to don't work from think, home yet again. I, I think but. we decided like last summer that we're never going to. Yeah, I think, I, I think you're right, we're too. We probably, even again. if it gets bad again, we're going to be like, eh, we're, okay. listen, we're fine accepting large I hate to be deaths. like the, 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 this guy, the, like the Eeyore, but like, uh, or the Debbie Downer, but um, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that's what's going to happen. It's going to get worse, but we're just going to like, be like, oh, well, you know, keep marching As into I keep the saying. volcano, like, just keep going, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be bad. Uh, yeah. hopefully that pushes people enough to do something, but I, yeah. I don't know. Well, let's talk about a good thing here. Um, a good thing. In Charlottesville, today as we record, uh, which is Saturday, July the 10th, um, the Confederate statues in Charlottesville have been removed. Uh, that's the statue of Robert E. Lee. 
I thought you said good. This was going to be a good. This is terrible news. Oh, what are you, some kind of Lincolnist? <laughs> that's a that's a term I heard for the first time this week. Link, yeah, somebody somebody was calling rabid Lincolnism. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, are you a Lincolnist? I was just like, man. Marxist Lincolnism. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, you, you're the people who wanted to enslave black people. You can't. M- MLN, Marxism, Lincolnism, uh, <laughs> um, Nihilism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah it's it's been you know so the unite the right rally was way back in 2017 it's taken a long time to actually get to this point yeah um, partially because of like municipal procedure and all that uh you know like the city council or whatever had to go through a whole process or whatever so the city said it is looking for new homes for the statues at a museum military battlefield or historical society um, but they've been removed from their plinths for now and carted away. So, um, I that mean, was, it's been a long time coming. We've come a long, long way together through the hard times and the good. Yeah. You know, but you know, sometimes you have to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got to praise uh, our systems like we should. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just glad they're out gone. Fat boy slim references. Yeah. Good work, Aaron. Real cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh it was time for a different segment sports 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 let's talk sports. about sports uh it's the euros uh which is apparently some sort of football tournament that happens in europe oh, i thought we were gonna be talking about the delicious uh i did I did, too. I did too <laughs> you know um sadly heroes yeah um, no, uh, th- there's this game called football. Um, football. Football, and it's coming home, isn't it? Because um, <laughs> it, it do be coming home. The the Euros are finishing up, and the final is going to be uh, England versus Italy. And obviously, we're rooting for Italy here because we don't support the English and their crimes. Correct. All Correct. the things that they've done. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I d- w- was a tweet that someone posted today that was like, this is maybe the one time in history where the stand against imperialism and fascism is supporting Italy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very but, true. Yeah. That's- but uh, yeah, you know, you've got all, all, all the bloody English fans. Ca- come on, England, score <laughs> some goals. It's coming home. It's coming home. So. Oh... That's uh, yeah. I've been watching some of the Euros, and there's been a lot of upsets. It's been a weird, it's been weird. There's just been a lot of weird football lately, folks. Mm-hmm. I unironically mm-hmm. watch. You know, I mean, I don't watch a lot <laughs> unironically as much as other soccer. People. Yeah, I <laughs> unironic unironically soccer watch fan. soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed yeah, you it. were you were watching uh, Cincinnati and Columbus last night. So. Yeah, I was watching Cincinnati and the, Columbus on the ESPN Hell is Real Plus. rivalry. The Hell is Real. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was it was nice to get that reference because yeah. of you know you've you've indoctrinated me on the Ohio knowledge, right. and it was just weird to watch it because it's like the local channel, so you see all the local ads and the local news spots, and it's mm-hmm. just like. It's like normal, but just a little off. Like there, <laughs> there's just different companies that are kind of like companies here, but 
They're not the same names, and it's like getting a peep into an alternate timeline or something. It was very strange. And there was a there was a weatherman, um, who was very enthusiastic. Uh, yeah. What what's his? You what said his John name? Gum. John. His name is John Gum, and yeah. he was like really going go. He was really going after it. Uh, and I was surprised that I never heard. He was wearing a jersey and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The, yeah, there there are a fair amount of um, enthusiastic meteorologists in Cincinnati. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but yeah, yeah, that's just like a different vibe. Like the the L.A. meteorologists are very like um, like spokesmodels or something is what they mm-hmm. feel like. They're just very straightforward. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of personality going on. It, it is Mostly kind of interesting looks- that. Um, that the uh that you know uh, columbus and cincinnati both have um professional major league soccer teams now even yeah. even if even if the cincinnati team is owned by like the worst people in cincinnati um but oh are they uh yeah a little bit <laughs> oh i didn't know that <laughs> well that's how it works you know so that's i mean that's that's just capitalism like that's just right the terrible people are the owners of things that's the how interesting it is. thing though is is that um the the you know they're building a, a stadium for fc cincinnati and they're not using public funds to build it so that's kind of nice hmm well okay refreshing change from you know the football stadium and yeah. Cincinnati that was like billions of dollars from anyway <laughs> it's coming home. um in other news it's hot it's hot is it hot there it's uh 102 it's, it's, currently at 11 30 a.m oh goodness it's actually not too bad here gotta be honest although last week it was hot um yeah but we're projected mm-hmm. to get a high of 107 so oh gosh, that's too hot I really i need yeah. to go i need to let the dogs in oh gosh i feel bad <laughs> oh, all dear. right uh uh, yesterday in Death Valley, it reached 130 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the highest temperature reading of 2021. Yeah, and the That's, highest uh, since 1913. <laughs> so the the all time record getting hotter. Yeah, the all time record remains 134. Um, but I don't think that was validated. So like the highest validated temperature is 130. And yeah, that's that's the that's a temperature where like. It just becomes unsafe to even like you can't exist, exist in those temperatures. Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like you're you're gonna cook. Like right, yeah, you literally start sous vided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, yeah, it's 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 bad and like I'm, I'm sure it's people- fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to worry about you know just one just one of those normal outliers that we get every year uh an increasing it's, mer- rate. it's merely one of the yearly flukes that keep happening <laughs> <laughs> i keep you know we keep talking about like the heat and the temperature and, and something that pops you know that pops up a lot when this kind of stuff happens is like, well, why do people live there you know when stuff for, for, especially when stuff happens in California. They're like, oh, you mm-hmm. shouldn't live there. It wants to be on fire. You shouldn't live there. Like, why don't you just move? You know, it's the dumb people for living where they shouldn't. Um, and this is like a an idea in a way that of thinking that crosses political boundaries. Like, it's right. Mm-hmm. I see it just as much on the left as I do on the right, and it's really deeply frustrating because, like, um, people just can't like pick up and leave, just like that. Now. Like that's not how life works. <laughs> You're I don't telling know if people me. understand this. 
<laughs> you, but like, you're telling me that people can't simply move at the drop of a hat? Yeah, and, and, and if hmm. everybody moved hmm. where the climate was preferable, mm-hmm. then they would destroy that place and make the climate work. Like, it, it, it's, it's just like, it's not, it's not a solution. And it's that whole individualizing problems thing that I that I see happening, and and it and it and it happens on the left because it's used as a culture war kind of thing. Like, oh well, obviously these are stupid, dumb conservative people, mm-hmm. so we can blame we can blame them. It's 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 not an institutional or a systemic thing like we really should believe. It's uh, it's in this case it is individuals, so we can roast them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so that we can dump on them, but it's like it's just poor people. It's yeah, m- meanwhile, <laughs> actual people are getting roasted in real life. Yeah, so. I, I, and it's and mostly when disasters, natural disasters happen, the people who are hurt the most are poor people, working class mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe adjust your solidarity dials. <laughs> yeah uh it's just the the, this is basically climate supremacy not everyone gets to pick gets to pick exactly the climate that they want to live in uh it's actually a privilege so some Mm -hmm. of us are here in the desert because that's where we are that's where family is can afford to live that's where i can afford to live that's where (laughs) i have a job Mm -hmm. um if it like if anyone ever says anything like this to me i'm always just like Oh, okay. Were you gonna pay me to move? Are you gonna pay me to do it? Yeah. Are you oh, gonna help me out with this in some way? It's like oh, conversation all of a sudden changes. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no. You gotta take yeah. care of that. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, oh, great. I see what yeah, this sure. Is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, our past few episodes have been a little short, so in an effort to create more content slash fill time, I thought we could we just go d- through. Because we do know that you come here to suckle at the sweet, sweet, sweet teat of our content delivery system. Uh, right. And if there's not, if you're, if, if, if my own, I was just said something really. <clears throat> <laughs> we pride ourselves our, uh, uh, for having our finger on the pulse. Um, <laughs> there so. you go. Thank you for finding a different metaphor for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're now going to see what's trending on Twitter. We're, we're going to open up Twitter to the trending tab and see what's going trending. on Trending. Um, we've got Catterday, Things You Hated as a Kid, Karen Bobert, uh, which I assume is some sort of Lauren Bobert thing. Um, Shakespeare. I don't, I don't really care about that. Shakespeare, Everyone's yeah. Everyone's talking about Boz Luhrmann's Romeo plus Juliet. That's actually good. I like that. Um, let's see. Addison Ray, happy 710. Cannabis culture is celebrated by some on July 10th due to the date looking like the word oil upside down. <laughs> Which is a bit of a stretch to me, frankly. Um, yeah, when I, when I say oil, like uh, cannabis is not the thing I think of first at all. But Valley nice Forge, try. in a speech at CPAC, Mo Brooks references Valley Forge, the six-month winter encampment of the Continental Army under George Washington. Doesn't say why he referenced that. Um, and frankly, I don't care to investigate further. So moving on. Yeah, really don't. Um, astronaut in the ocean. Former President Barack Obama shares his 2021 summer playlist, leaving some surprised by his song choices. Who I wants don't to give hear? A, who Bar- gives a crap? Who, I don't. I don't. I'm not handing Barack Obama the ox cord. I'm sorry. Like I don't care. You know, <laughs> I do not care what he's listening to. Dude, he's um, not. He's ugh. CPAC, Bad religion. George Carlin. Um, Yadier Molina, Sam Elliott, get vaccinated. Dan Rather, this is bizarre. I don't. Who's this function for? 
And then all the way down here at the bottom, we get Juliet trending with Shakespeare. Photo circulating of some Romeo plus Juliet cast members, including Leonardo DiCaprio, sparks a debate about the 1996 film adaptation of the Shakespearean tragedy. Um, Wait, did we do that? Because we were the ones ta- we were talking about that like a week ago. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, someone someone posted, uh, you know, a, a screen cap of it, you know, and yeah. it's like Leo and his boys and they have guns or whatever. It's like, I want to remind people that this movie actually happened and it was based on Shakespeare. And it's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. what, yeah. It's one of, that's one of those things that always cracks me up when people bring that bring that up because. um they're trying to signal a sort of intellectual superiority or something by like, mm. oh, look, I know Shakespeare. Look at this dumb thing. This is right. obviously this isn't Shakespeare. But actually, if you're someone who knows Shakespeare and has seen more than like three Shakespeare plays, you'll understand that it's a super common convention well, to change the time frame. Yeah, for which you're telling like the story, being and it's purists like, about Shakespeare and being like, "Oh, you can't like adapt it in any way." And it's like, do you even know? Like, are you aware of how many literate, literary and cinem- cinematic works are you know vague retellings of Shakespearean stories? Meanwhile, like, you go on. on their Tumblr, and it's just tons of screen caps from Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is Taming yeah. of the Shrew, folks. It's Taming <laughs> lots, of the Shrew. Lots of screen caps of She's the Man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I was in Twelfth Night. I played Sir Toby Belch. Oh, how about that? Yeah. How about mm-hmm. that? Hey, uh, trending in K pop, 17's Jonggan reveals a dramatic haircut on Weverse, devastating some fans. His fans yeah. are very mad that this person gave themselves a haircut. Yeah, I guess they used to have long hair and now they have short hair again and people are distraught about this. Um <laughs> And, it's, you know. it's it's sad i mean it's kind of dumb to make fun of that i mean i guess like this is probably like kids so yeah that's true kids can can be upset about their mm-hmm. their i mean i was yeah i similarly probably had feelings about what happened uh at, to the students of bayside in uh <laughs> television's <laughs> tremendous mm-hmm. show for my time uh saved by the bell uh, well, speaking of kids getting upset at things, um, got an opinion article here from one Donald J. Trump in the Wall Street oh, Journal. Gosh, um, why I'm suing big tech? Um, I, I I don't know why Wall Street Journal published this, but it's deeply amusing because, of course, Donald Trump did not write this. You know, it's, it's far too um, long. Like, it's not well in Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's like doing some class action lawsuit against like Twitter and Facebook to argue that it's, it's illegal for them to ban him, which I admire because, um, you know, it is illegal to be mean to me. So, you know, (laughs) I I respect that. And so this does help set important precedents. Yeah. Um, says, you know, um, big tech companies ban users from their platforms for publishing evidence that showed the coronavirus emerged from a Chinese lab, which even the corporate media now admits may be true. Which is a Even creative now. way to word that. In the middle of a pandemic, big tech censored physicians from discussing potential treatments such as hydroxychloroquine, which studies have now shown does work to relieve symptoms of COVID-19. I, I don't believe that's the case. No. Um, and then perhaps most egregious in the weeks after the election. This is funny because this is perhaps most egregious. Big tech blocked the social media accounts of the sitting president. If they can do it to me, they can do it to you. And believe me, they are. 
<laughs> they are t- so. going to do it to you. You know what? To be honest, I'm shadow banned on Instagram. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I just noticed recently that I can't follow or comment mm. and I'm not allowed to put captions on my photos, hmm. which is, a, and, and then everything I upload gets screened. Like it yeah. says upload failed. And then like later on the day, it'll show up, but without any huh. caption or anything. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Well, maybe you should join this lawsuit then. You Prob- can be a yeah, I'm going to join. I'm actually joining uh, former president Donald John Trump in this yeah. lawsuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This is, it's all very stupid. I imagine these lawsuits are going to get tossed out pretty quickly. Um, this will be amusing. <laughs> Just trying to stay relevant. It's, it's, it's kind of sad to watch. Yeah, it's like, boy, this was your attempt to grab headlines and it didn't, didn't really work, to be quite honest. Um, yeah. Speaking of headlines, this is a doozy. Uh, Rep. Madison Cawthorn suggests Biden's vax outreach is a plot to steal Bibles. Yeah, so as we mentioned, you know, CPAC's going on. So, so Mr. Cawthorn, who's like a you know the fascist in training kind of guy, um, showed up fascist to CPAC. Training. Yeah, hell Hydra type. He showed up. Showed up to CPAC. He said, uh, you know, so I guess the Biden administration would like to send people like knocking on doors to vaccinate people or whatever. And of course, the Republicans are very concerned about this. Madison Cawthorn said, now they're talking about going door to door to bring vaccines to the people. Think of the mechanisms they would have to build to be able to actually execute that massive of a thing. Think about what those mechanisms could be used for. They could then go door to door to take your guns, to take your Bibles, which is, you know, like on the one hand, like, dude, I wish. I was saying earlier when we were talking about this, that this is the genius of the prophet Joseph Smith for creating a separate book of scripture. So all the Mormons would be like, oh no, don't take my Bible. Oh no. Oh no. What do yeah, I do? Oh, that would the be take so the Bible. sad. And then we're like, ha, 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 suckers as we cling right. to the book of Mormon. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> very long game that Joseph yeah, Smith lo- was the playing. Long very, very well, I mean, long it just, game. It just proves his prophetic vision uh <laughs> you, you heard it here first folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't, so. it's just like so funny like it's such a dumb thing to say and the and then you know he said it. i he admire you know better. madison cawthorn is in that group of dumb republicans with like marjorie taylor green and lauren bobert where like they're just extremely stupid and and they're so dumb they don't know how dumb they are and how dumb everything they say sounds. Oh yeah, they're they're yeah, they're definitely part of the Dunning-Kruger caucus for right, sure. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like could you yeah, imagine they're going to come door to door and take your bibles and it's like I I don't think that that's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, me like, knowing the why? democrats How? they'll be lucky to even get close to coming up with an idea to do the vax thing you know like you i you really don't have anything to worry about you'll be fine you know like remember like when a democrat in the primaries got like, like decided they were gonna wild out and be like hell yeah we are gonna take your guns and how like yeah then their campaign just completely imploded right <laughs> yeah yep yeah i don't i, I don't see that, that happening anytime soon buddy Meanwhile, you know, these people would like to go door to door to like, I don't know, take all of our critical race theory away. Like they're going to send people. It's going to be like BBC television detector vans, but they're going to like knock on your door and be like, do you have any critical race theory in here? As a a Marxist. I don't know. What does it look like? The critical race theory is my Bible, to be honest. Yeah, I do. I do have it bound in a leather book with thin pages that are gold leafed on the side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I do love. 
you know, right wing hypocrisy is nothing new, but I do like that, you know, the right wing on the one hand is like, debate me, coward, you have to debate me and you must be exposed to, you know, ideas that challenge your viewpoints or whatever. And then they're like, except critical race theory, not not that one. <laughs> That's an exception. <laughs> <laughs> this The whole CRT thing, we should probably do an episode of it or a deeper dive on it because it's suppose, very interesting yeah, i mean i don't and it's becoming I, more and more of a thing unfortunately it's it's interesting yeah i think the problem is that the crt the kind of crt that i really care about is cathode ray tubes um and for that i can highly recommend the cathode ray dude youtube channel um go and check out his stuff it's really neat oh my gosh I have no idea what I'm doing I was not prepared for this I'm trying and I'm learning Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing what 